Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Swinging a ground ball right to second. Two hops for Castro. He's got it. On to first. That's the ball game. Bednar saves it. And the Pirates come back down five. They beat the Cardinals in a statement game to begin June. Seven to five buckos. Ben already. Here's the pitch. Swung on, hit well to the left center field gap. Long run for Bay, and it'll be the left fielder Reynolds to cut him off and make the catch. And the Pirates win it. They come from behind again today. One and two. Bednar delivers. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Raise the Jolly Roger. The Renegade saves it for a third straight game. The Pirates sweep the Cardinals. They've won five in a row. And right now, they're tied for first in the Central. You hear that? Sounds like a sweep to me. Pirates win three games over the weekend to start June. They've won five in a row. And they send the Cardinals out of Pittsburgh. Swept them. Out of Pittsburgh. Welcome to the Fan Early Morning Show. This is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Wake Up Show and the Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. Well, I wonder how you're feeling now, and I want to hear from some of you. I want to hear from some of the pessimists. I want to hear from some of those people who called this. I mean, Crowley and I were just talking about it this morning. Uh, so he was getting his coffee, talking about how he didn't think the Pirates would be over 500 again this year. Doran and I both had some confidence, and right now the Pirates are well above 500, and uh, they've won three games to start June. And I emphasized how big that was going to be, how big this series was going to be. It was so important for the Pirates to take two of three in San Francisco, just rebound after a terrible month. I didn't expect them to sweep the series. I thought the Cardinals had more in them. And I was wrong, but in the good kind of wrong, in the surprising kind of wrong, where the Cardinals got swept by the Pirates. It's wonderful. The Cardinals are now 25-35. and 35. They're seven and a half games back. And they were in striking distance for, for a little bit there. They are now seven and a half games back of the division. I don't necessarily want to wake them up. I'm not going to say that it's impossible that they would come back. But right now, it's looking bleak. 
Seven of their last 10 games they've lost. And they are 25 and 35. Seven and a half back of the first place Brewers. Seven games back of the Pirates in second place. And the Brewers and Pirates are starting to pull away just a bit. Not insurmountable games back for these teams, but the Cubs, five and a half back. The Reds, six games back. The Cardinals, seven and a half back. And the Pirates keeping pace with the Brewers. The Pirates have won six of their last ten. They're on a five-game winning streak. And the Pirates are 31 and 27. Call me. Let's talk about it. I really, really want to talk about it. I want to know where your heads are at right now. 412-928-9370. Heard so much pessimism about this team. Heard so many doubters. I talked about it on Friday about how, you know, fans too are making me upset because y'all are going, nope, nope, never going to go to a game again, not spending any more money, not giving Bob nothing any more money. I'll tell you what, though, if you missed that series over the weekend, if you were not at that series, at one game in that series, and you could have been, that's that's a loss for you. So, I I mean, I just want to say that. I mean, you missed a great series. If you didn't want to cover the team after the month of May, you missed a great series. The Pirates exceeded expectations. I can't tell you how important I can't emphasize enough how important Rich Hill's start was yesterday because he won enough innings to where the bullpen didn't need to be taxed. He won enough innings, and the Pirates gave up just one run, and they were able to squeeze out a 2-1 to win against the Cardinals. But Rich Hill's pitching performance against the Cardinals yesterday was crucial, crucial to the team's win. The bullpen got a bit exhausted. Over the weekend, Colin Holderman had a had a blip in the game on on Saturday, where he gave up that uh, two run home run and it got the Cardinals closer. And then David Bednar came in it, with no margin of error. So the fact that Rich Hill did what he did yesterday and pitched well was so important to that sweep. And the Pirates exceed expectations. Most of us would have said, uh, you know, they could take realistically take two of three. The Cardinals always seem to sneak one, sneak one in there, pull one over the Pirates. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't sneak anything in. They lost. The Pirates actually stole a win from them. Pirates not five to one on Friday. In what I would call so far the most exciting game of the year, just passes. That game against the Astros where the Pirates won and came back and won. Five to one. Five to one in the seventh inning. The Pirates score six runs. Josh Palacios with his first major league home run. Oh, and how about Key Brian Hayes? Let's talk about Key Brian Hayes a little bit. What did Key Brian Hayes do over the weekend in this series? Two home runs in the series. One was a huge swing. Remember that? Uh, who hit that three-run home run, right? Who, who hit that go-ahead three-run home run? Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes did it. Who hit a home run on Saturday to tie the game? At one with the Cardinals. Huh. Hmm, who was that? Key Brian Hayes. Yeah, no, it was Key Brian Hayes. 
right? These aren't hard questions. You know the answer if you cover the game. If you didn't, though, and you're listening and you're one of the boycotters of the Pirates, okay. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, the guy that couldn't hit for power, had two pivotal home runs over the weekend. Okay, this is why you don't want to put too much pressure on players and you don't want to force players out of their rhythm because Key Brian Hayes has been hitting line drives and been making solid contact for a while. That's kind of where his game is right now as a hitter. That's where it's been consistently. And Neil Walker talked about this on Saturday when he was talking to Dan Zangrilli on the Curveball Whiskey postgame show after every Pirate game here on 93.7 The Fan. But, uh, yeah, no, he, Neil Walker was talking to Dan and saying, you know, a lot of the times when you're hitting line drives, you're meeting the ball. You're meeting the ball when it comes in. And so you're hitting it on a line drive because you're just meeting it. You're squaring it up. Home runs are hit when you get out in front of pitches. Now, Key Ryan Hayes must be in enough of a rhythm now, or he must hate the Cardinals so much that he knew when to get out in front of pitches and he hit some home runs. And that's that's good. So Key Brian Hayes is, is, I mean, I guess we're going to anticipate, especially in the upcoming series I'm going to talk about that the Pirates are playing in, that Key Brian Hayes might have gotten into enough of a rhythm seeing pitchers that he can get out in front of, and he hits the ball a long way. And he came through clutch this weekend. I mean, if it weren't for his efforts alone, the Pirates might have lost game one, and they might have been in a different situation for game two. Because without his home run, the game's still tied at three with an unknown outcome. But fortunately, we get to know the outcome because Key Brian Hayes hit the home run and the Pirates got to win game two. And then game three was a nail-biter. But Key Brian Hayes played a pivotal role in the first two games of the series and was a catalyst in getting the Pirates to sweep the Cardinals. Rich Hill's my MVP for game three. The fact that he went as many innings as he did Pitched most of the game. It's huge. Got the bullpen some rest. I can't emphasize enough just what a team effort this series was. Key Brian Hayes deserves a lot of credit as well. I wouldn't put any more unnecessary pressure on him. And I even said it before last week before they won the series against the San Francisco Giants that a 221 average for Key Brian Hayes is not acceptable. But the home run total should not be of concern. Call me, 412-928-9370. That's the phone number here at 93.7 The Fan. You can also tweet me, at Callas underscore 33 is my Twitter handle. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. You can make some comments about the Pirates, and if I find them tantalizing enough, I will go ahead and read them. You can also call me and give me your opinion. I want to know what you guys think. I mean, the, there are a few times, usually during the post-game shows here at the Fan, I hear you guys calling in and celebrating. One dude uh, from Mount Lebanon, I remember, forget his name, but seemed like a nice guy, said, to hell with it, the Pirates are winning the freaking division. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. You know, maybe a little tipsy, maybe, you know, are they going to win the division? It's it's It feels more palpable than it did. Last week, two weeks ago, right? And I'm with that guy from Mount Lebanon, right? The Pirates could win the freaking division. 
They're a half game out of the Brewers. They got 31 wins. Brewers have 32. Both teams have 27 losses. It's not it's not unreasonable to think at this point, and we were saying that in April, and maybe the Pirates are going to break our hearts. If you think the Pirates are going to break our hearts again, or if you think this is like a one-month winning, one-month losing kind of thing, and it's going to be a pattern for the rest of the year, you tell me. But I think we're starting to see the equilibrium. We're starting to see it. Like there's the, the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Great words from Jason Mackey. Might have been great words from somebody before Jason Mackey, but he used those words when, forget who talked to him, but I remember he said, you know, Pirates had a great month of April. Nobody thought that that was sustainable for the entire year. And then they had a terrible, historically bad month of May. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. And here we are. The truth is lying somewhere in the middle now. I think after an inspiring win against the San Francisco Giants, and again, they didn't play terribly against the Rangers and the Mariners either. And in fact, they could have won an extra game in that series and won that series. They just they couldn't hold on. I think it was the second game or the third game of that series, but they couldn't hold on in one of those games, and they and they lost it. The worst series that they played so far uh, was against two teams from the best division of baseball right now, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. They got swept in both those series. I think those were the worst series they played so far this year. And we were disappointed in that series against the Rockies because they dropped the game against a team that was struggling and lost two of three in that series. But, I mean, it, when you dissect all of these and then you move on and you see, okay, they won two of three against the San Francisco Giants. They swept the St. Louis Cardinals. They've won five in a row. Okay, it's possible. Okay, I don't want to hear too much anymore that they that they don't have any chance to make the playoffs or they don't have any chance to finish over 500. The team is showing us that the truth does lie somewhere in the middle. They're not as good as they were in April, but they're not as bad as they played in May. And this series proves it. And if you want to argue, okay, uh, the series doesn't prove much, the Cardinals are struggling, okay, well, guess what? This is something that you've got to keep in mind and that the Pirates should keep in mind is that the St. Louis Cardinals this year might be a bad team. And, I mean, it's only going to take one, one and a half more months before we look and, and we see and it's solidified that the uh, that the Cardinals are a bad team. And if the Cardinals are a bad baseball team and they're out of the equation, and remember when the Pirates had their playoff runs from 2013 to 2015, the Cardinals were always in first place over the Pirates. The Pirates don't have to worry about that this year. The Brewers are a team that's winning, but a team that's not that strong. And the Pirates have an opportunity to take – the division. That's something that needs to be capitalized on. The Cardinals are beat down. The Cardinals might be a bad baseball team, and the Pirates just showed. I think throughout the entire year, the Pirates have showed this. They split the series with the Cardinals, could have easily won an extra game in that series, but I'm not going to give them credit they don't deserve. They split a four-game series in St. Louis, and then the Cardinals come to Pittsburgh, and the Pirates sweep the Cardinals. That speaks volumes, and it should be appreciated. So I think that the Pirates, they might fall under 500 again. Maybe if they go on a losing stretch here, but they're not perpetually going to be under 500. 
in my opinion. And I will continue to bash Adam Crowley because he he said that they would never be over 500 again last week, and then I think the very next day they got back to 500, and then they got on their five-game winning streak. If you want to call and talk about the Pirates, you can. 412-928-9370 is my phone number, at Callus underscore 33 is my Twitter handle. If you want to tweet at me, you want to make some comments, I will read your comments uh, as I see fit throughout uh, this show. Oh, I buried the lead, too. Hold on now. I buried the lead. Something else magical happened yesterday, and this is just a report, but most reports that I've seen swirling through Major League Baseball have come true. Actually, the only one I didn't see come true uh, was recent when Carlos Correa reportedly got signed by two different teams before going back to the Mets. But other than that situation, every other Major League Baseball report I have seen to come true, and this is a report that says Henry Davis has been called to AAA. Huh. Could you imagine that? Henry Davis got called to AAA. Is there anything poor to say about the Pirates making that move? We've been clamoring for it for about a month. Bring Henry Davis up, right? We need a bat. We need this and that. Josh Rontree elegantly explained why that's not a good idea, that he would have, like, the least amount of at-bats before being called to the majors by anybody for minor league baseball. But this is a step. This is this is a, a crucial step for the Pirates that Henry Davis – has now moved up a level and he's playing. He's going to be playing AAA baseball, allegedly. What can you say bad about that? That's great news, is it not? we got a caller at 412-928-9370. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, there's a disagreement I got. Okay, what's your name? My name is James. James at uh, Pittsburgh. I just think uh, I don't I don't know what the hell you're on, but the, but the Pirates ah. are going to fall bad. In in July and August and September, and they ain't even gonna make the playoffs. All right, what about June and though? They, we got a whole month of June they, to play, and they ain't gonna even make the. Yeah, well, we can't say that word on the air. So, wow, yeah, no. Hey, if you're gonna call me, don't use bad words. Wow, no. Listen, uh, now what I'm on is uh, is nothing. I mean, I think it's reasonable to think you can't say they're gonna fall off in. Uh, July, August, and September. They haven't even played June yet. What if they pad their lead up in June? Right? What if they pad their lead up? Uh, what if they pad their lead up in June, and then maybe they fall in July and August? But they're getting cruised back in August too. So I don't understand why my take is necessarily that unreasonable, and and so much so that I need to censor a, a caller. That that was just. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's unreasonable. They could fall off in the month, so I'm not going to say that that couldn't happen. It's not impossible. But what I'm saying is is that if they're beating a team like the Cardinals down and, you know, they beat the Reds in a series this year. Or wait, no, they they lost the series at the beginning of the year. I forget if they played them at PNC Park yet. But they beat the – they took two of three against the Cardinals uh, – two of four – against the Cardinals in St. Louis, and they just swept the Cardinals. And you didn't even mention what they would do in June, and think about their performance in April kept them in the race now uh, and and got them over 500 still, even after they had a bad month of May. So June still matters, 
And O'Neill Cruz is coming back in August. So don't call me up and say, oh, no, they're definitely just going to fall off because that's, that's just what happens. Mm, that's that's just too simple of a take. That's too pessimistic. 412 is the phone number. Keep the calls clean. I don't want to have to panic and censor you. I want you guys to be able to give takes in a in a in a well mannered way. But my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is Sports Radio 937 The Fan. The Fan Early Morning Show will continue next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On the fan. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Nicholas Harry Callis with you this early morning. Adam Crowley, Doran Dickerson will be hosting the fan morning show. Coming up within the next half hour, let me give you some fan weather right now, too. While I have the opportunity, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer's here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. And you can check them out online at sunchevy.com. Today, high of 79, low of 52. It's going to be partly cloudy throughout the morning. It's going to be a bit overcast, but uh, toward the afternoon, the sun will come out, and it'll be warm. And then tomorrow, high of 81, low of 54. Uh, partly cloudy skies expected. Throughout the day. So we're talking about the Pirates. Had somebody call in that was angry with me and used an expletive that I cannot repeat, but uh, expressed his displeasure with my take and uh, with the Pirates. Um, so sorry that he feels that way. He said that the Pirates are going to fall off a cliff like they always do in July, August, and September are going to be miserable. That was pretty much the gist of what he was saying. I don't necessarily buy that because I think the month of June matters I think that O'Neill Cruz being uh, activated from the injured list is going to be important. I think if Vince Velasquez can make a swift return, I know uh, Jason Mackey speculated over the weekend that they'll probably going to they'll probably put him on the 60-day injured list um, just because they don't want these ailments to come back up. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be Tommy John surgery in a you know six to eight month recovery period. Um, and he thinks Vince Velasquez will pitch with the Pirates again, so that's good. Just, you know, has to get rid of this elbow discomfort, do whatever he has to do to strengthen it and get it back to uh, peak performance like he was. But think about having Vince Velasquez in the rotation. Think about O'Neill Cruz back in the lineup. If the Pirates can stay, even if it's above 500, because the NL Central is a division right now where above 500 pretty much keeps you in the playoff conversation. Because the division is up for grabs. Nobody has said, hey, I want this division badly. Uh, the Brewers have blown opportunities to gain ground on the Pirates. And the Cubs, Reds, and Cardinals are all struggling, with the Cardinals being at the basement of the division, which makes me happy. The, the division is attainable at this point in time. Now, they could lose. Let's say the unlikely circumstance happens where they lose every game from now until the end of September. Yeah, they're probably not going to win the division. But understanding how unlikely that is moving forward, I have a little bit of optimism. I'm not even going to say that they can't have another bad month. I think it's unlikely, but we also were saying after April that it would take a catastrophic fall for the Pirates to lose first-place contention, and of course they they had a catastrophic month of May. 
It's not likely to happen again, but I, I would believe it if it did happen. Uh, you know. I just don't. I'm going to stay optimistic and say that that's not the case. But we can't ignore the month of June, and that caller was just like, yeah, they'll fall off in July, August, and September. Well, what about June? That might matter. I think April proved to us all that the month of June might matter because the month of April is what kept the Pirates in the playoff hunt. It took one month, where they, uh, or the first, I guess technically two months because it started in March, but, you know, that first March and then the month of April, they went 20-8. and eight. And after winning two of three against the Giants and sweeping the Cardinals, the Pirates are 31-27 and 27 and a half game back. So I think that one singular month could matter in all of this, and then you get O'Neill Cruz back. He's on schedule to recover, according to Derek Shelton. So he's on pace to come back. And so if you, if you have those additions to the team, O'Neill Cruz I don't think is going to make the Pirates worse. I don't think Vince Velasquez coming back is going to make the Pirates worse. So have a little bit of optimism. And I don't think that the way I feel about the Pirates right now is necessarily that outrageous. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This has been the Fan Early Morning Show. Um... Oh, here's one more thing I wanted to say, too. Just talking about how fortunate the Pirates are and why we should, you know, continue to be optimistic. I mean, the Pirates are 31-27. and 27. The leader in the NL Central is 32-27. and 27. That's the Brewers. Uh, over to the American League East, the Boston Red Sox are 30-29. and 29. They're 11 games back of the first place Rays, who are 42-19. and 19. And the Toronto Blue Jays are, have a similar record to the Pirates and the Brewers, the Blue Jays are 33 and 27. They're eight and a half games back of the of the American League East lead. So let's be grateful we're not in that division. Let's be grateful that the Pirates have the opportunity to win the NL Central if they can play strongly enough and hope for the Brewers to slide. Oh, and don't forget, this seems like a serving of disappointment coming up here because the Pirates are playing the Oakland Athletics, who have 12 wins. To this point in the season. I'm not going to serve that one up as given either. Because whenever we expect the Pirates to do something. Sometimes they let us down. I understand that. But have some faith in this next three game series as well. The Pirates are playing. The Oakland Athletics. Who have 12 wins. Just saying. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy. Celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.